How's everybody feeling today? How's everybody feeling today? How's everybody feeling today? What are we? What do we do? It's time to make it. Let's get to game. Let's Good day to my fellow Dreamaholics. It is a pleasure to be back with you once again. My name is Noah Waller and president of My Dreams Work. And of course, a Dreamaholic is one who is absolutely committed and dedicated to making their passion become a tangible reality. And again, it is a pleasure to be back here with you once again. What we're going to talk to you about today is memory. Memory. <laughs> okay, I won't sing because I know some of you will need therapy <laughs> if I start singing. Um, I, today as I'm in studio, I have two special guests with me, but it's not going to be a conversational piece. I'm actually just going to be speaking today. Both Michelle, my executive assistant, and Adela, who was one of my students who came in for a one-on-one training session today. So these guys are going to get an in-class session right here. Pretty cool. Now, what I want to talk about is memory. Memory is something that is an extraordinarily powerful intellectual faculty. As you watch the first set of videos, we dealt with perception and a bit of will and imagination. Another one of the intellectual faculties is memory. Mastering these intellectual faculties is critical in mastering your mind. It is key in mastering your domain. Memory and imagination are two of the most powerful among these. Why? Because a better part of our day is used for running mental movies of the past, as well as mental images of the things that we want to create in the future. So in terms of memory and its proper use, Memory used properly can propel us so that we can take things to the next level in our lives. Memory used incorrectly can completely rob us of our future. Now, what do you mean, Noel? Well, let's talk about, first of all, again, memory is the mental projection of a past event. If you will, a mental movie a rerun, <laughs> something that you continually run about something that has happened in the past. Have you ever had a situation where you were, something occurred that really upset you and then you kept thinking about that thing for like the full day and that day led into days and that day led into weeks and this thing still got you in a bad mood because you're thinking about this thing that happened in the past. And we continue to relive what happened in the past. If that has ever happened, and I know it's happened to all of us at one time or another, here's the problem with that. Remember, two objects can't occupy the same space at the same time. You can't be dwelling on something that's happened to you that you're not happy with and be thinking about what you want to build and create at the same time. You can't focus on those two things at the same time. It's one or the other. Now, when you have the thought of the things that didn't work out in the past or a situation that pissed you off for lack of a better way to express it, got you really upset, (laughs) you know, 
if you continue to think about it, how do you feel? Well, angry, anxiety, stress, frustration, bitterness, apoplexy. Am I getting warmer? And in some cases, hatred, right? Vitriol. And when you feel that way, the question is, are you able to function at your highest level when you're in that mode? Yes or no? Well, it's, I think it's pretty simple. The answer is no. <laughs> you can't function at the highest level when you're in an angry, upset, frustrated, aggravated state. Since our goal ought to be creating and functioning on the highest possible levels, clearly thinking on that level is not in our best interest. In fact, it's, if, remember, if something is not helping you, it is hurting you. It's one or the other. There's nothing stagnant in the universe. So if there is something or someone, like so for example, the other day I was talking to a friend of mine. And she had a situation at her workplace where there was somebody who she has to be in interaction with on a regular basis who spoke to her in a way that she didn't like. Now, she was really upset about it. Then she expressed how she felt about the situation to that person. So by the time I called her up, you know, to say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? She, she was almost in tears, you know, and talking about, well, you don't know the situation that occurred. And, this da, 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 da. and I said, well, when did this happen? Was this like two minutes ago? She goes, no, it was earlier today. And I'm like, okay, and so why are you still lamenting about it now? I said, was, it, was the situation resolved? Was it dealt with? She said, well, my boss is going to talk to that person and deal with the situation. But, you know, it's still just very upsetting. And I said, well, my question to you is, why are you still upset? The situation has already passed. Like you've already dealt with it. You said what you had to say. That other person said what they had to say. Why is it still bothering you? Well, you know, this person could negatively influence my career and, and, and could derail things. And, da, 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 da. and I said, well, is you worrying about it going to change the way that person is going to behave? Is you dwelling on what just happened going to change anything? Well, the answer was, well, well, no, it's not. And I said, so you've got two options right now. You can either continue to think about and lament about the situation that occurred, or you can think about, okay, so what's my next step? What am I going to create here? What do I want to see happen? Because remember, two objects cannot occupy the same space at the same time. And well, I'm getting kind of tired of hearing you say that same thing over and over and over again. Look, repetition is the mother of skill. If you don't like repetition, you're clearly not into mastery. Repetition is the mother of skill. And I'll keep saying it over and over again because I want to drive it into your subconscious mind so it becomes a part of your unconscious competence where you begin to just think in this way so that you can maybe have a down moment, but you're not going to have a down hour or hours or weeks and months and that lead into years. That's the whole point of me continuing to harp away on the same point. So this individual... When she was sharing with me, but as soon as I started talking to her about what do you want to see happen and what do you want to see created here, all of a sudden her mood changed. <laughs> well, why do you think that is, Johnny? <laughs> because she is no longer focused on what happened. She's focused on what she wants to see happen. You can't control what's happened. 
What's happened is already done. It's over. The past is dead. The only place that it exists is in your mind. It's over. It's finished. Now somebody would say, well, that's a bit naive in the world because there are sometimes are reciprocal things that can happen because of what happened in the past. It's not what happened. It's how we choose to deal with it in the present that's going to dictate what the final outcome is going to be. We've already established that when you are in a negative mind state, it's a debilitating place to be. You can't function at your highest levels when you're angry. And somebody said, no, some people are, are negatively motivated, and that can, that's going to make them go even harder to create. I said, yeah, but then after it's done, how do they feel? When you are motivated by something that is negative, the seed of the thing dictates the fruit. You will never fully enjoy the victory when it's based in hatred and anger. It's just not the same thing as when it came from a space of joy and love. Two different outcomes, even if you so-called win. You can win and still lose. You realize that, right? <laughs> yeah, you can win and still lose. That's just a simple example of a friend of mine that we're having a talk. And by the way, if you have friends and you, who, who give you pity parties when you call them, you need to find some new friends to actually talk to when things aren't going your way or when you're struggling or having a challenge. You don't want somebody who's going to give you a pity party. You want somebody who's going to be there, support you, and, and lift you up so that you're at a different level of thinking, a different level of vibration after you've had the conversation. And it should be a heightened level. Now, there are some of us, when I talk about the past, robbing us of a future. Now, one of the things, you know, I was talking with um, some of the folks here who are here with me in the room, and one of them expressed or shared the idea of sometimes, you know, you have people you have an argument with, and then you continue bringing up stuff that happened in the past. And now we're going to continue replaying that story, whether it's the story that you created or something that actually happened. Here's the deal. When you nag somebody about a situation that you already have agreed has been dealt with, you're not just hurting that person, you're hurting yourself too. Well, how, what do you mean, Noel? Well, the fact that you're there discussing it and bringing that up, there's a chemical reaction inside your body. There's a, believe me, there's a price for every action. <laughs> for every action. You're releasing chemicals that are harmful to your system. Our bodies aren't made to be in a state of anger and pain and stress. And I'll give you a perfect example. Just sort of, I'm going to come back to this point. But you know, I watched the movie called Sniper, and um, the American Sniper. And in this movie, this gentleman goes to war, and they're showing what happens when you're in an environment where it's a high-tension, high-stress environment for an extended period of time, it causes trauma in the mind, trauma in the brain. It's called post-traumatic stress syndrome. You know what I mean? And when you're in a traumatic place, a lot of war veterans who come back from the war zone, our bodies aren't meant to be at war. We're not meant to be shooting people. We're not meant to kill people. That's not a part of our programming. And when people go and they live and they watch and observe this, there is an impact. A friend of mine, in fact, 
who's a veteran, um, I'm sure he won't mind me sharing um, because he actually does programs for veterans now, Hurt Porter, out of Houston, Texas. How you doing, my man, Hurt? Hurt was sharing with me that there's times when, because he's a veteran, he's been in the war zone, and he was sharing with me the fact that now when he's in an elevator, sometimes you're like, you know, like just hearing the ding, you jump. Or if you hear a siren go, you jump. Or if there's just slight little, little things that we take for granted aren't a big deal to us that completely put them into a different mindset or mode. Post-traumatic stress syndrome is real. There are effects that are both physiological as well as psychological. And they're not positive effects. So when you are in a situation where you create trauma in somebody else's life, by raising or bringing up situations constantly that bring about pain in that person. Now, sometimes the reason that we're doing it is because we want to create pain for that person. Or we want to get leverage over somebody to get them to do something that we want them to do. That's called manipulation, guys. That's called manipulation. And that is not a healthy place for any kind of relationship. If hurting your partner pleases you there's a whole nother issue that's got to be dealt with hope you're getting me so nagging or the constant reminding <laughs> of somebody of some ill that they did or something that they caused that isn't being a force for life in their energy it's being a force of death in their lives you can die slow or you can die quick it's slow death Something that continues to eat at that person's self-image. If you're a couple with somebody or in a relationship with somebody and you are doing this, what you're actually doing is destroying your future too. Because that person is a part of your team. This goes to male-female and female-to-male. Male. It goes both ways. When you're beating up and keep dredging up past mistakes that somebody made, past transgressions, that somebody has made. When you keep bringing that stuff up, what do you think it does to that person? Do you think it's bringing them up or bringing them down? It's bringing them down. And if they're a part of your team and they're sinking, what are you doing too? Sinking! <laughs> You're puncturing holes in a ship that both of you are in. It's counterproductive. Your objective ought to be to raise that person up and to lift them up so that they can be the best expression of everything that God put in them to be. When you lift them, you lift yourself. So if you happen to be a person who is a very selfish person by nature, and if you're only thinking about yourself, if you're really concerned about your own well-being, make certain that your partner is happy, excited, liberated to be the best possible person they can be, inspired to be the best person they can be so that you can get what you want out of the relationship. If you're coming at it solely from just that side of things. If you're coming at it from a standpoint of us, now when each of you begin to inspire one another, oh boy, now you got paradise at home and you've got a wonderful place to come back to. Hope I'm making sense. This concludes part one of this message.